0: And don't worry, we keep it short most of the time.
1: Are you looking to be more informed about what's going on in your community? The Herald has a special digital subscription offer for new generation podcast listeners.
0: You could sign up for a one-month trial for $0.99, then only $18.99 a month after that.
1: With the digital subscription, you get web-exclusive content, including pictures and videos, obituaries, and a searchable archive going back to 2013.
0: You can read the Herald on the web, your mobile phone, and on our Herald app. So you can get all the Herald content and the print paper delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer.
1: Again, that's just 99 cents for your first month.
0: So you can go to www.sharonherald.com slash podoffer today for this special offer. Again, that's sharonherald.com slash podoffer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the New Generation Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tanner Mondock.
1: And I'm your other host, Janae Avery.
0: And here in studio today, we have a very special guest with us. We have probably one of the busiest people around in Sharon. Uh, we have Dave Tomko coming over us from Case Avenue and also Tiger Tech. So how are you doing? Thanks for coming on. Great. Glad to be on today and excited to chat with you guys today. Of course, so, you know, like we mentioned, you know, you do a lot with uh, Case Avenue, you're a sixth grade teacher over there, and you're also head coach over the robotics program. So we're gonna get into everything you do over there right after we take a brief break for our ads.
1: Benbizet Chevrolet is Mercer County's truck headquarters.
0: Quality new Chevrolet's and outstanding pre-owned vehicles plus an excellent service department to stand behind your vehicle purchase located on Route 19 just south of Mercer.
1: Stop in or call Benbizet Chevrolet today at 724-662-5440.
0: At Sharon Regional Medical Center, they believe in the power of people to create great care.
1: Their dedicated employees work hard every day to make Sharon Regional Medical Center a place of healing, caring, and connection for patients and families in the community we call home.
0: For more information, go to SharonRegionalMedical.org.
1: First National Bank provides a full range of commercial banking, consumer banking, and wealth management services, plus industry-leading online and mobile banking solutions. Call your local FNB or go online at fnb-online.com.
0: At Chenango Valley Meat and Poultry, you will find an excellent selection of steaks, burgers, chicken wings, and everything that goes along with it.
1: Voted Best of the Best in 2021 by Herald Readers. Stop in at 1215 East 8th Street and Sharon or call 724-346-6328 today.
0: Located in Mercer County, UPMC Horizon offers a range of services and medical specialties at two campuses in Farrell and Greenville. Together with UPMC Jamison in Lawrence County, UPMC Horizon provides a regionalized approach to healthcare. If you need care, go to UPMC Horizon or upmc.com. So, I guess just to get things started, how long have you been doing all the robotics and Tiger Tech stuff over there? So this year is my twelfth year uh, with the program, and
2: we started I started back twelve years ago, mm-hmm. and it was just with one team, and we've kind of grown uh, since then uh, over the past twelve
0: years. Right, and so I guess just for anyone who might not know, I'm sure by now everyone knows, you know, what you're doing over there. But just for anyone who doesn't know what Tiger Tech is and all that, you know, what is it?
2: So the. Robotics program at Sharon is kind of split up into two like groups. We have mm-hmm. the Sharon Tiger Techs, and that at one time was four teams. And then COVID kind of uh, brought that down to two teams that we have right now. And then we also have our Sharon High School team uh, that typically the Tiger Techs, once they leave the, the younger elementary middle school program, then they can head up to the high school program and further their knowledge with the uh the team at the high school level
1: and you say you've been doing this for 12 years so how have you seen things kind of advance over those 12 years when it comes to robotics
2: yeah everything all the technology that we're personally using has advanced since i first started 12 years ago and it's great to see the technology changing and getting more sophisticated and i think it betters the the students involved with it because they're now adapting they're able to adapt very quickly to any technology change
0: so it's actually benefiting them uh in the long run mm-hmm. i know uh, just recently well that was probably beginning of this year we went out and we talked to um some former you know students who had kind of went through it and just to kind of talk about you know what they learn and everything so how have you seen that? Like these robotics programs have helped students like prepare for you know careers you know for the rest of their life. Yeah, and
2: it's it's great to see that because I'm finally I'm seeing that. Which mm-hmm. initially when you first start a program, especially the younger elementary, middle school ages, you don't really see the end result like what happens after high school because it takes years for that to happen. But it, it's been great to actually be in touch with some students that were in the program at one time and now to see what they're doing and furthering their education in STEM or engineering careers. It's, it's kind of cool to see that. And the whole purpose of the program is to expose students to STEM mm. and to expose them more in the engineering fields, just to show them that there's some possibilities out there in these careers. And with all the technology that we have today, it's definitely uh, a focal point in our community and also around the nation, like with engineering and the technology fields so it's definitely uh, benefiting those who are taking part in it and then those who uh, because we only have so many students that can be on the team but then that's when we go out into the community and try to spread as much out there too Mm -hmm. trying to show other students in the community like what we're all about and that engineering stem concepts are a possible future right Mm -hmm.
1: And you did briefly just mention you guys do a lot in the community, and maybe people don't know that as much that it's not just about STEM and robotics, but you guys also do. Things where you go out into the community, you teach other people about different things. And I know you did a recent project where you were talking to people all over the world. So can you kind of just talk mm. about that human interaction part that you guys do as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So since the, the students, they have the interest in STEM and they have the interest in robotics, we try to broaden like, their abilities that they have and spread it to others. And one of the projects that we worked on, it was with the Tiger Techs, uh, was actually connecting with other teams and they came up with a project it was called connect and share and it's not necessarily dealing with the robots per se but it was dealing with robotics teams and actually uh, getting in touch with them and just actually dealing with a problem which was covid and not being able to meet teams in person at events and so what they did is they came up with a connect and share activity which is basically it's like an old pen pal type project where they had a box and we recruited about 75 teams from around the world and basically we use google documents they signed up through social media and we basically created boxes about 10 teams and they one team received the box and then they sent it to the next team and each time a team received they re- they wrote a letter they put a picture of their team and then also like a gift for the next team took like a little memento and as a result of that Uh, We've received several boxes back, and we can see the progression of, like, all the teams getting to know each other, and then we're connecting other teams around the world, too, especially with COVID, where
0: not all teams are able to still travel. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of a nice project to work on. Right, because I know that's a big aspect of, um, you know, all these robotics programs is that, like, you travel out to all these different competitions and all that, and, I mean permission to g- brag a little bit on your end you guys always do really well at those so if you just want to talk a little bit about you know your performance at these competitions and just what that's like for these students and yourself to travel out to all these yeah things. it's
2: it's great to be able to travel now finally mm-hmm. again well, after true. a couple of years bef- right during the COVID year uh, right when COVID hit uh they were actually traveling to the world championship that year and obviously that got canceled yeah and then last year they also qualified again and that was canceled also mm-hmm. And then they did qualify again this year and we're actually heading out next week Mm. uh to go to arkansas we're going to be traveling down there and they're going to be competing against 80 teams from around the world and so we're going to be heading down there but when it comes down to it it's really and this is what i teach the kids it's the dedication that you have and the work you put into it and you really do have to work hard to get something in return and just teaching that skill to the kids like It's just like in sports you just don't walk on the field one day and hit a home run you have to really practice and everything and that's the same thing with robotics you you really got to put the time into it and practice and as a result then you can kind of see then the benefits or just the the impact that you've made Mm -hmm. on the students and then what they're able to accomplish
0: right so what is like um i guess for people who aren't familiar with these competitions like how do you compete, I guess, with robots? Like, what are you competing with? Like, how does that judged? you know, how's that work?
2: Yeah, so at the elementary, middle school level, so there's three areas that they judge, and the robot is one of them. But as the saying goes in the program that we're in first, it's not just about robots, it's about more than, it's more about developing the student uh, to be a better person. And so robotics is the first part, and where, so the elementary, middle school team, the Sharon Tiger Techs, they basically have a Lego-themed robot When we say lego though it's not just the typical lego pieces it's more uh, technic pieces and then the robot itself it's very complex and advanced that you can really get uh, in-depth content but in any case they have this robot and they uh, compete with it for two and a half minute rounds and then they compete uh, on a four by eight playing field and they do that usually three or four times at an event and then your highest score will be your top robot score so then there's the robot round and then they also get judged through their design process. And basically they go into a judging session in front of three adults. And usually those adults have knowledge in programming, mechanical design, uh, engineering. And then basically th- the students go in, present a five minute presentation on their robot, the design process it took, and then they are questioned for five minutes on their robot and see how well they can answer the questions. That's the robotic side. And then there's also the project side which basically every year they have to develop an innovative solution to a, a problem for the theme that's associated with that year. So, for example, this year was on uh, cargo and transportation. So they had to come up with an innovative solution to deal with the cargo industry, which obviously there's plenty of issues going on right yes. now. So it was actually a perfect uh, season, like a theme <laughs> to actually – come up with a solution for. Mm -hmm. And last year, ironically, was on physical activity, which was during COVID. So Mm, I don't know who's picking these topics, but uh, (laughs) hopefully in the uh, the next few years, there's some great ones also that (laughs) relate, but in a positive way, yeah. And then, so then they have to present a five minute presentation on their project, and then again, Q and A. And then they also then, uh, the the final component is that core values. And the core values is really dealing with the outreach, dealing with how they work together as a team. And then really, they really get into the students, like what you're working on as a team, how do you impact others. And that's where we work in the community and we're really um, able to make a difference in that respect. Mm-hmm. And then, so for them, that, there's a high school team and the high school team is mainly focused on the robotic side with the core values. So the high school team, the only thing that's missing is the project side. So when they get to the high school level, they're working on a much larger robot. Instead of an eight by four field, they're on a 12 by 12 field. More mechanical, working with tools, the metal components of a, what most people envision as a robot. And uh, then they're also, again, being judged in that, that core values section.
1: And just hearing you talk about like everything you guys do, you can tell that you're very passionate about the STEM field and robotics. So how did you kind of get involved with all of this stuff?
2: so it was about 13 years ago uh there was a f- there's a f- first grade teacher at case avenue uh, diane romo and her student or her student her son mm-hmm. was on a team in ohio and she's like dave i know you're into technology i know you're really into this stuff she's like you need to check this out and i she told me and i kind of didn't do anything with it right away and then the following year came around again and she's like dave you really gotta check this out you gotta see what this is about you're gonna love it so she's like they're having a demo at eastwood mall go over there and check it out and i did and ever since then i've been kind of hooked on it (laughs) so it was it goes back to diane romo who who's now retired as a first grade teacher but uh she was the one responsible for all of this wow so yeah
0: i mean it really has almost like taken over your your life it seems it's like it has and you yeah. know there's a lot of great support though i
2: mean mm-hmm. the i have other coaches uh, at the tiger techs that that have been amazing mm-hmm. high school level too and now even having high school students come back to like volunteer their time that's great to see that because now they're able to give back mm-hmm. uh to the program, which is kind of cool. Yeah.
1: Right. And how does that make you feel, just knowing that you made an impact on someone else's life, and now they're going out and doing the work that you helped them do? It's
2: great. To, it, it's a good feeling. Yeah. It, it's obviously as a teacher, that's what your goal is—to mm-hmm. make an impact. And so it's, I'm able to see that not only in my classroom, but now outside of
0: my classroom with students that I've been working with for several years. Right. And so I guess like starting back, you know, at like the the younger kids, you know, levels, like back like in the Tiger Techs and everything, like. How often do you see, like, when you have, like, maybe kids coming in who are, like, maybe just like, a little bit iffy about it? You know, they're not sure if they want to get into it or not. Like, how do you approach it with just such young kids and this high tech, you know, type thing? Like, how do you approach Most that? of the time when they
2: come in, like, if they want to join, mm-hmm. uh, they think it's only about the robotics side first. And right. then they're like, wait a minute, there's a project too, and there's core values, <laughs> and you need to do this. And I'm like, yeah, there's all that. But once they actually go, I think once they get to an event, and they really see the full scale of everything, they're like, wow, like, this is really cool. And for the past two years, it's, it has been challenging because COVID has really not really allowed the full scale to be seen like, by the students right. because of the virtual aspect and everything. But it's great now that this year, finally, they're able to see like this is the potential that they're able to do uh, at events. And just this, the potential of going places to visit, is, it's a really cool opportunity for them.
1: Hmm. And over your 12 years, is there one project in particular that is, like, very memorable that you guys worked on?
2: So there's a, there's a couple of them. Our first one that stands out was our fire hose design. And that was our first project that we received a provisional patent for. And we worked with the Sharon and Hermitage Fire Departments on that. And basically that project there, we they designed a hose, and they, it was a lighted hose. And you'd think, okay, how does lights and fire—or, like— Uh, water work but Mm -hmm. they were embedding the lights inside of the hose and the hose was actually they learned that season with the hermitage and fire the sharon fire departments that when firefighters go into a burning building that the communication along the line can be challenging sometimes because Mm -hmm. of the the smoke and everything and what we found out that if the, the person who's on the end of the hose if they were having a challenging moment, or if they went down or something, sometimes the other people on the inside, the outside, didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the, basically, they were h- this concept. Basically, there was just a button at their hose that they w- or their glove was on, and it would keep the whole line basically like a green color. Mm-hmm. But okay. if they let go or there was an issue they could let go and then the whole line would change a different color so then everyone along the line whoever was on the hose would figure out like there's an issue somewhere on the line and they got to communicate if they're able to so that was one of ours and then another one that really stands out was it was called the shape shifter and that was during our space season mm-hmm. and so in space uh, astronauts have issues with fluid shift mm. so uh, they created a spacesuit that uh, pushes fluid in a certain direction in their body so they don't develop headaches and all these other health side effects. And their spacesuit actually, they designed like a prototype, but it was actually one of the top 20 projects in the world that year. Wow. And we were actually, it was its called the Global Innovation Award. They were a semif- semi-finalist and we were able to tra- travel to San Jose, California and present there. And just the trip itself was amazing. I mean, right. we were in to San Francisco and really, that was the year right before COVID. Mm-hmm. But we were really able to meet a lot of great pe- great people, astronauts we met that year. I mean, several of them that um, we met at the event and also here at home. So it was a really cool av-
0: adventure.
1: Yeah, sounds like <laughs> yeah. it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just whenever I go and I, I see what you're all working on over there, it just makes me think like. I should have gotten into this. Like my school had like a, you know, similar type of thing. But I mean, it just seems like so much fun. It seems like everyone who's doing it, they always, like all the kids that we talk to, they always seem enthusiastic. They love what they're doing. I mean, it just seems like such a fun program all around. Yeah, they have fun and they know their parts. Like they know exactly what, I mean, most of them now
2: are, they've been in the program. And even the new members, though, that come into the program, like the veterans are right there kind of leading them along the way, like mm-hmm. what they need to do and kind of explaining it. Like it's not as bad as you think or like <laughs> right. this is fun. Like this is you just take this and run with it. And
0: so it's it's great to see like the older students and helping the younger students too. Yeah. Hmm. Well, before we wrap things up here, is there anything else that you would like to, to add at the end of the show that maybe we didn't touch on? I would say probably just how supportive
2: our whole community is with the program. I think it's great to see the support from the community and the district. And just to, when we're out in the community, the, the, they're just f- there fully supporting the kids along the entire way. So we're pretty grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Right. And where do you say you're going next week again? So next week we are headed to Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's the University of Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be competing uh, at, it's called the Razorback uh, Championship, basically. Mm
0: -hmm. So well, it'll be a first time going there. So Yeah, well, Well, best of luck. I'm sure you're going to do just fine. But yeah, best of luck to all of you. So um, yeah, that'll do it this week on the New Generation Podcast. Check in again and see how they do next week. But thank you again, Dave for coming on the show this week, and thank you all for listening. You know where we're at. Every Saturday we're on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, sharenharrel.com. So thank you all for listening.